Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brennan Weatherby. We are entering hour six of our 11-hour marathon. Uh, if this is the first one you're downloading or listening to, thank you. If you're listening live, thank you. Uh, if you're listening live, the last song you heard was actually from Jessica Risker, formerly known as Deadbeat. Uh, that was Live at the Hungry Brain from November 20th, 2017. Her new album, See You Among the Stars, it's very good. Listen to it on Spotify and all the streaming platforms. Jessica is the one that had the lullaby music that was the interstitial music for last year's lullaby. And it's so calming and it makes you want to sleep. Burned in my head forever. Because it's lullaby music. <laughs> no, because we had 10 hours of We it. had 10 hours of lullaby it was, music. It was great, though. I liked it. It was great. And I liked it, too. And someone who's great that I like is here. Coda, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Hello. Coda, how do I actually pronounce your last name? Gerson. Gerson. Yeah, like Person with a I, G. I don't think I've ever said it that way. I'll take fancier versions. I've Gerson. I think I've gotten it like more Polish. <laughs> but that's not how I pronounce your name. I've known you for a long time. Yes, it's been a minute. That is a different show, and we will not mention them ever again. It's Been a Minute is a podcast on the NPR Network oh. that got turned into a radio show hosted by Sam Sanders... Anyways, Coda, how are you? I'm very good. How has your day been? Uh, productive. Yeah, why? I'm getting ready to travel tomorrow, so... Where are you going? Going to New Orleans. Why are you going to New Orleans? Uh, Tuesday is Mardi Gras, and I haven't been in a very long time to Mardi Gras. New Orleans was a couple months ago, so... How often do you go to New Orleans? Three or four times a year. That's so great, because you went to school there! <laughs> I did. That seems like a dangerous proposition. Well, everyone gets stuck there for a lot longer than they mean to. Yeah. That definitely happened. How was the transition from the very fun, the very vibrant New Orleans to Washington, D.C.? Well, coming back to D.C. is coming home. Okay. Everything was different. So did New Orleans ever feel like home? Oh, absolutely. I've got two homes. Very lucky. You feel like you have two homes? Yes. Okay. Have you ever lived in a city other than New Orleans or Washington, D.C.? No, I haven't. So I could have more homes out there. I just haven't been. So you're an open to multiple homes person. Doesn't that seem like the best way? It does seem like the best way. It's not a judgment. It's just a question. I love that. That's your answer. Uh, why New Orleans? What initially drew you to New Orleans? I wanted to be somewhere with a lot of music. And I got into school there. And then you came back to Washington, D.C., which surprisingly does have a lot of music. Yes, we have a great scene. We have an okay scene. It's too expensive for action musicians. That's very true. Baltimore has a better scene if you are a musician. But I don't want to live in Baltimore. No. Because... It's actually the best, it might, New Orleans might be better, but I think D.C. is the best city for free music. Yes. Actually, I'd say D.C. is probably better. Our engineer in the booth, Jack. Oh, between Baltimore and D.C. No, no, no. In D.C., I think D.C. is the best American city. Not best American city for free music. For free music, just because of the Smithsonian and what the Smithsonian Folkways is doing this year. There's a free oh, show okay. every single day, number okay. one. Okay. Number two, if you're willing to like go to lunch at the National Gallery of Art, you could see stuff during the day. I'm not talking about pop music. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm talking about all Overall, music. you're probably Overall. right on that. Most every embassy has free music events. But then you also have Fort Reno and you Millennium Fort Stage. Sure. I'm going to shit all over Fort Reno now. Uh, how are you always out of money, Fort Reno? How is that even possible? I do want to know that. Come on, guys. Come on. Take an ad or two. And yeah, no, I think the Kennedy Center is a great example. Millennium Stage, uh, corporate founder, founders... Funders, Jesus, this is not good. Uh, Target is the reason why that exists. Wait for real? Yeah, that's who pays the bills. At Target. And All that's, right, I'll but take like, it. Yeah, exactly. That's why Fort Reno is always like, "Well, I guess we're not doing it." So when I say it's not great for rock bands, that's what I mean. Like, it's great that you could play Fort Reno. I don't think you get paid to play at Fort Reno. You get no. paid to do Millennium Stage, which is not a ton. And 
Uh, and if you're in the Line Hotel, you can hear this beautiful music behind me for the rest of the marathon we're doing because uh, Line Hotel is a is an operating hotel, and behind me is a bar and a restaurant, and uh, there's some music going on all the time. That's just how it works. Anyways, Coda, are you glad you're back in Washington, D.C.? I am very glad I'm back, and I have been for a minute. So You've been back for a minute or glad you're back for a minute? I'm glad, and I've been back for five years now. Was there any a period of readjustment between the two? Because I'm guessing it's drastically different in New Orleans. Yes. Yeah. And also just drastically different from when I grew up here. Okay. So it was basically coming to a new city. Exactly. So do you ever go back to where you're from from? Oh, I, whenever I'm hungry, my parents Oh, you still there. do that. Yeah. And you like your parents. I do like my parents. I love them, in fact. You still, you now work in the music industry. You're actually using your college degree for what it's meant I to do. do. Are you glad you went to school for what you do? Yes. Okay, so it actually did matter. Yes, and there was no other choice for me because I went to school mm-hmm. and didn't want to do anything else. Okay. And the school I was at did not have music industry as a major, uh-huh. so I took time off to figure it out. Where were you at? Tulane. Okay. And then Loyola, New Orleans, literally across the street, has a wonderful music industry So that program. was an easy walk? Yes. Okay, so I think... It's easy to romanticize New Orleans. Very much. What's the worst part about living in New Orleans? Let's go negative right away. Ooh. Is well, it the humidity? <laughs> Humidity's up there. Terrible public transportation. Really? Yeah, you can't. Do you need it? It'd be nice. But like, it's smallish. It's DC sized. Do you need a car in New Orleans? No. That's you can good. have a bike. Most people have a bike or a car. Do you need a car in DC? I don't think you do, but you don't work in D.C. No, I don't. You work (laughs) at the home of CPAC, National Harbor. I do. Yeah. Right across the bridge. It's very close by. You work for MGM National Harbor. I do. You have a good job. I love my job. You have a cool job. You are responsible for the music in the casino. Now, the people at the casino probably don't like you because you are not just raking in the money. That's every (laughs) other department for what you do. But you're able to bring in acts, pretty big name acts. Yes. Do you enjoy, this is not a joke, do you enjoy seeing big name acts? I really do. Okay. Now, if I did not have this job, yes. I wouldn't be seeing these shows. It's It gives me an opportunity to see all these big names that I wouldn't have the money to see. Okay, like? Uh, we just announced Aerosmith. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? And that's not a knock on your job. I love Wayne's World too. Um. Actually, and when I say two, I don't mean T-O-O, I mean the number two. Because they were in Wayne's World 2. Uh, I didn't know that, actually. Seriously? I have oh, the worst movie memory. I'm from Chicago. Well. A movie, fake set. Yeah, it's Wayne's World, whatever. Um, they I play s- Wayne Stock. That's how the movie ends. Oh. All right, I need to rewatch. But I saw Aerosmith at uh, Jiffy Loop Live a few years back. Was that their honking on a Bobo tour? <laughs> No clue. <laughs> but I, I was there to help out and work, not to actually see them. And I had the best time. They were great. Okay. Who else? Um, who else? Oh, I'm so excited for Gladys Knight this month. But that's not controversial in any way. Give uh, me something juicy. Some controversy. No, what? I love I, the Gladys Knight thing is awesome. Cher was there. Cher, I saw Cher. Mm-hmm. Thanks to you. Fucking great. Like, I would change nothing about that Cher show. My favorite part of the Cher show is... Um, I'm sure you would because you probably saw it a dozen times. Well, and yeah, I didn't. she never changes. So Why should not. she? <laughs> you don't mess with that. Is uh, the um, my favorite part of the share show is the video of the share show because for 
the entire show. They're like, why isn't Cher in the video screen? And then there's like a reveal at the end. They're like, oh my God, she looks great. She's what a amazing. woman. She can walk back and forth and people dance around her so well. It's so great. It's so great. I loved every second of it. I love that there's like weird duets with your ex-husband. It's like you got divorced for a reason, lady. And you know, death doesn't keep them apart. It's great. I love it so much. I hope that that her dressing room was filthy every night. I, <laughs> I have a feeling it wasn't, and I'm not trying to get you in trouble here, but I hope Cher is just nonstop partying. Um, Cher likes to stick to a routine. Of course. And it's usually a post-show dinner. And then I, then she goes to her hotel. I don't know if she parties there. Does she have the dinner in her dressing room, or do they? She go to one of the restaurants. Um, we actually ordered from one of the restaurants in the harbor. She likes salmon and asparagus, very regularly. That's how you gotta live. Yeah. You gotta live like share. That's some share living. Um, unfortunately, we are going to talk about what we've been talking about pretty much the entire uh, six hours because we're starting hour six. Uh, number one, I need you and every other woman to apologize to Billy Corgan for reasons we still don't understand. But more importantly, uh, were you at all surprised that Ryan Adams is a, a creep? I wish I could say I was. Okay. But. Now, I'm not, I'm not, once again, not trying to get anybody in trouble, so I'm not asking you to name names or anything like that. No. And, and I, don't, I don't have any stories about him. I'm just not shocked by it. Okay. Because you've been working in and around the music industry for over a decade at this point. Yes. So. Do, let's try to make this positive. Are there any gentlemen, because this is always dudes, are there any dudes that you thought were a creep and they turned out not to be a creep? Oh, that's an excellent Is there question. one example? <laughs> is there one decent man, not even left, just ever? Because well, when you say left, it means where men were decent at one point. No, 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 no. It's still the best it's ever been. The men in the past, even worse. Benny Goodman, real creep. He played jazz clarinet. Oh, I know who Penny okay. Goodman is. I didn't know he was a creep, though. I'm, just, I'm assuming oh. he was a creep. <laughs> now you're just The Penny Goodman rumors. estate is going to assume me. <laughs> hey, we're both from Chicago. We're cool, Benny. Anyways. Um, I can't think of anything in particular. The best I can do is that sometimes once people, once like I'll deal with people over mm-hmm. email, which can be good or bad because okay. I have a very non-gendered name. Oh, yes. That a lot of people on email assume I'm a man. Okay. And then either when they get me on the phone, they're very surprised or they turn, like their personality suddenly changes. It seems that no matter what, the reaction is going to be bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like if they're surprised in any way, it's bad. Yes. It's like, well, you're a lady, I should be nicer. It's like, you're a lady, I'm not going to be nice. You know, it's it's not good. It, yeah, it's not so good when I say it like that. I'm trying to give men a chance right Don't now. do that. <laughs> you need to just apologize to Billy Corgan. No, okay, so... Um, have you worked with anyone at this job or any previous job at the radio station in college versus the IMP stuff that you did or the Sixth and I stuff that you did or now the MGM job that you do that just like, I can't listen to you anymore. Like, I'm done. I've definitely had days where I've been done. Yeah. Um, luckily, I've never had truly bad experiences with the men I work closely with. It's usually the people I have brief Sure, the artists. With. It, the artists, agents, management. Yeah. And there's a, a lifestyle there that gets perpetuated. Have you worked with any hair metal acts? Ooh. Not really. The closest. Okay. Mm, I want to say Duran Duran, but that's. No, but they're just like cool. Yeah, they're just were cool. Duran Duran cool. I shouldn't say they were cool. Were they cool to you? I didn't really work with okay, them that closely. They so were because the, they were at MGM, right? Yes. Okay. I have. 
only fond memories of that. So okay, yeah. I know a lot of people that are like, I love hair metal. It's so uh-huh. fun. I can't think of a more like problematic genre on its face than hair metal, and it's still thriving. Like, there's still like a two day annual thing at Meriwether. Yeah. You can't do like the indie rock festival two days, and like we only focus on the press on like the indie rock festival. Well, Motley Crue is still selling more records than Ryan Adams. And which Motley is Crue crazy. is still way more problematic. Even now, what we know about Ryan Adams, Ryan Adams didn't kill a dude. Vince Neil literally committed murder. But Look hey, he's up. got some hits. But like, like, I don't understand that. These are rational, rational, Jesus. Yeah, These go. are people that we can cut up and serve equally. They're rational people that still like hair metal. Well, everyone loves separating art from artist. Perfect. So who's your past? This is what we've been talking about. My, a lot of people, it's been Michael Jackson. Some people, it's Woody Allen. Some people, it's Ron Polanski. Who is your past? Nas. Nas is yeah. still your past. I remember you telling me that the Nas show at the Lincoln Theater with the documentary was, it was amazing. Oh, so good. How? How is, now that Nas is double bad, because you got the Khalees thing and you got the anti-vaxxer stuff. Yes. Which does that... Is, I'm more... Well, as... First and foremost, a feminist, I'm more upset about the Khalees stuff, but okay. that does not give a pass on the anti-vaxxer stuff. Okay, so th- there's two reasons not to like Nas. Yes. You're still like, I don't care, Illmatic's great. Well, Illmatic's great, but I won't give a pass to his inconsistency as an artist. Okay. He, not all his albums are great. No, they're not, but he's got a lot of, he's got like three pretty great records. And they're really great. So you'll still listen to Nas? Yes. You, you're, you need to apologize Right I, now, I'm to sorry, Nas. Billy Corgan. That's right, you did it. Thank you. Okay. Have you seen the? Do you like the Pumpkins? I do. That's good. Yes, That's I do. Good. Not enough people know about that band that sold millions upon millions of records. I think that no band has been whitewashed more. Really? In, yeah. There's no reason for them not to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in terms of cultural imprint. Other than like you know he's currently friends with Alex Jones. Like that's the old, like if you if you want to not let him in for that reason. Fine, I get it. He shouldn't be, but he. No one has. No other group has sold more consistently, and that had that much of a spotlight on. That is now just a joke, and their songs hold up. Oh yeah, it's not That's fair that they're the a thing. joke. Well, are the Smashing Pumpkins a joke, or is Billy Corgan a joke? Billy Corgan's a joke. Yeah, but Billy Corgan is the Smashing Pumpkins. Kurt Cobain is Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Dave Grohl is the Foo Fighters. Billy Joe is Green Day. All fair comments. Beyonce is Destiny's Child. Like you can't dis like dis. Anyways. You're not a musician. No, or not a good one. <laughs> Why not just become a good musician and, and do that? I mean, that would have been great, but there's so many musicians, and I felt like all my friends were really good. Why should I dilute what was already going on? So you think you couldn't add anything, no matter what. If you were added to the stew, this would take away the stew. Well, no. I would love... This is so so great of an ambition. I would love to be a backup singer. That is so depressing. <laughs> what are your thoughts of the hit film 20 Feet from Stardom? I really liked it. One of the most depressing films. Oh, it was super depressing. All these people who could have been great, but... But here's made. the thing. They couldn't have been great. Because if they could have, they would have. Literally, no one was closer to the spotlight than them. I don't care. You know what? This yeah. is very cruel. I know it sounds very cruel. But right place, right time. I mean, if they had been in the right room. But I guess your point is they were in the right room. They were literally all, in the room. But they were being overshadowed at all times. Because they didn't have the uniqueness, the charisma, the nerve, and the talent. But isn't your job as a backup singer to blend really well? Yes, but what's your ultimate goal? 
to make the whole thing sound good. Okay, then then you then you should never be the front person. I'm I'm not trying to then be a front. I person. noticed that, but if the back that's why the documentary is inherently flawed. It was it was a good documentary, mm-hmm. but the premise of it is inherently flawed. That's fair. If they had the charisma, it would have happened. But it's nice to know that there is so much talent out there. Do you think you're a Pollyanna? I don't know what you mean there. Isn't a Pollyanna... Jack, am I using the word right? Pollyanna is someone that always sees the good in everything? I, I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm obnoxiously positive. That's great. <laughs> Jack, I wasn't trying to be a dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to look up Pollyanna. Yeah, I don't know. It's Pollyanna. It sounds like the right term. Yeah. I've th- been thinking about the song Polly way too often and that's one of the most depressing songs of all time yeah it is Jack your tone matches the tone of the song Polly <laughs> that and the jazz playing uh, there's a is there a live band in the back of me like no, what's no, going no, on no no it's not it's not they just turn the music up the, the later it gets in the day so you never hear this late really Pollyanna an excessively cheerful or optimistic person see even that sounds sexist it is, because only <laughs> women so, yeah. could do this. Do you wish you were sadder? I know that sounds like a weird question, but it's true. Oh, I'm sad enough. Okay. Do you think you're lying when you project such positivity? Sometimes, yes. Do you wish you didn't? No, because what's the point of just basking in your sadness? I, that doesn't get me anywhere. At least for me personally, that doesn't help me at all. But trying to find positive things, at least kind of changes my mindset that's good i try to have healthy coping mechanisms do you think it's difficult to have healthy coping mechanisms because you're in the music industry or it's more important for you to be aware of your coping mechanisms because you're in the music industry i think you definitely need to be able to cope just because there's so much wrong with everything at all times but i don't think that's a symptom of me in the music industry okay are you a brand? Were you a brand new fan? Yes. Weren't you a pretty big brand new fan? Yeah. Will you still listen to the music of the band Brand New? I haven't been able to. Okay. But I don't know if it's off the table forever. Okay. So. I just get really bummed out whenever it comes on because yeah. it's too fresh. Yeah. What about Michael Jackson? So I, I've just been reading about it. Obviously, we already all knew this, and we exactly. just collectively were ignoring. I it. didn't. I'm better than you. You are. You are a good human. Thank you for saying that. No, but Jack, I'm not lying. I Like I said, I haven't been listening to his stuff yep. in ever. Like, since history came out, which I really liked because I was like 10 or 13 at the time. And I was like, I got to get this double disc. You can't really avoid when I have DJ gigs. You can't. It's been hard to avoid playing. Oh, sure. 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 Oh, yeah. Any uh, wedding, baseball yeah, game. Oh, yeah, you're sure. Fu- you're fucked. It's just. Well, no, that's the thing because there's equally catchy songs that you could play. No, the request. Well, when you're a DJ for hire at a private thing. If it's requested and you're for hire, you're in, yeah. no, you're, you're handcuffed. But if you're here. Right. Well, I'm not really playing it. Exactly. When I'm just doing my own stuff. So, you, I get it. You're programming it. You want the money. I get it. You're a capitalist. <laughs> We're the same. We're all in this for the dollars. But, will you now listen to it at home? I think it'll be similar to a brand new situation where right now I can't listen to what it. A, what about this? What about Jackson 5? Oh. Because I, I, I... He seems so much more innocent He then. literally is innocent yeah. at that point. Jack, thoughts on Jackson 5? Yeah, you can't really... You can't just... Swear that off. Okay. No, no so, you, so that one is more okay. I think so. 
I think it's especially too. concerning to listen to the music that was made around the time of all this stuff was happening. So, which I read is apparently this was like really ramped up during like Free Willy Michael Jackson. So era. this is so like Dangerous is like so from yeah. Dangerous to History. Those are probably the that's like probably the worst. That's the worst. The worst. So wait, I have a question. Though. Please. So this means Michael Jackson was not born a bad person because at this time in his childhood he was he's okay. Uh, no, he's not okay at all. Uh, in terms of like being abused and stuff. No, like so he's a product, pretty oh, much of this family. Sure, and for sure, history, for sure, right? for sure. Yeah. So is Free Willy when he became bad? No, no, not at all. No, no, no. That's when he literally committed the worst of the crimes, based on what Jack has read of the coverage of this documentary. Is that fair? Yeah, that's exactly okay. It. That's what he's saying. Okay. That's not the same. to feel good listening to like Thriller or anything earlier. I mean, you just you just. You're like, I still want to listen to Off the Wall. How could I nah, listen to I, Off the I, Wall? I don't know. It's complicated. It's super fucking complicated. <sighs> yeah. I like Quincy Jones a lot. Yeah. Did Quincy know? Good question. I, I, I have as no I idea. This documentary is very limited in its scope, and it is about telling the stories of the survivors of two dudes, that, that two men, and that is the film. And it was when was the Pepsi? It was the Pepsi commercial era, I believe. So. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Great. Great stuff. Have you had anybody on the books that you're like, I really wish this person wasn't coming here? Oh, we had our Kelly. Oh. That was... How was... Did you work that show? Yes. How was it? That... Could I guess how it was? Yes, please. Sold out. Very sold yeah. out. That's how I figured. And this is actually a pretty common thing in music. It was the first time I had ever dealt with it, but at bigger hair metal type shows I've yeah, heard yeah, stories yeah. where his team goes out into the audience and they're wristbanding hot girls to come backstage after the show that's the tool thing also oh yeah it's uh, so disappointing it's, it's bad horrible thought in my head right now that'd be an inter- interesting collaboration Oof. tool and R. Kelly oh. tool <laughs> Kelly that would be an interesting collaboration it'd be bad in terms of like these are bad people. Yes. I'm not saying that music would be good. I'm saying it would be That's interesting. Awful. Well, that at least the show, if they ever perform together, would be. That'd so be something. Disgusting. It would be something. These women throw themselves at R. Kelly. Really? Throw themselves. What they was the What was the makeup, uh, gender makeup of the R. Kelly show at the MGM oh, National? Vast Harbor? majority women. Really? Yes. Really? These fans are women, and I. I can't what ages was that. it like everything it's no it's more i'd say middle-aged women i mean he's got a song called step in the name of love like he's an old dude he's like 52 like i figured 52 year olds would like him but i mean he still had a very young girlfriend at the time did you have to deal with the anyone on that side of the um i didn't deal with it personally okay. but i did hear he had sure a, a, don't a want to get anybody in trouble um well, that's fun. That was. That's some fun stuff. That was um yeah that was a while ago but it was. But you knew still, literally everything. Knew. Yeah. So, and did, as a public, we. Oh yeah. Knew. Did you, did uh, anyone in the office say maybe we shouldn't do this? Oh yes. I, there there was a lot of people who were very confused. What was the consensus? Was there a consensus? Uh, no. It was it was hotly debated up until it was. yeah. What ultimately won? Well, the show happened. I know, I know that, but like, 
was there one thing? Was there like one example? Was it like, well, Lady Gaga just worked with him, or was it like, well, he was just on Fallon, or was it something like that? There was no one point. It was just, well, he hasn't been arrested. But but okay, <laughs> all right, fair. Well, that's fun stuff. Right. It's fun it's, stuff. It's that's fun going to on. be a woman. What's the top ten parts of being? <laughs> <laughs> Please recite Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Have you worked with Shania? No, but that'd be fun. Who do you want to work with? Who's on your bucket list? It doesn't have to be at this specific gig, but just in mm-hmm. general. And it can't be all time. They have to be living. Um, I'd want to see what, ooh, doing Daft Punk. I mean, what would make that happen? That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't done casinos. It seems like perfect amount of like excess for them. I feel like they need They would. I feel like MGM shows. would build them a pyramid in Vegas. I mean, I personally would try and make that happen. It seems like a smart thing for them to do. I could see them with a residency. I think that'd be awesome. Are residencies no longer a bad thing? Oh, I'd love to talk about this. Uh, please. They're so not a bad thing anymore. And the, my reasoning or my thought process of what's going on and why it's so particularly trendy right now. Yeah. You're seeing a lot of moms get residencies. And they can live in oh, L.A. Yeah. And then have a full-time job in Vegas and still have their families. That's good point. Yeah. Is it mostly women doing them? I know Celine Dion was like the first huge act. Celine Dion, of now the Jennifer era. Lopez, Britney Spears, um, Janet Jackson. Does Christina have a residency? Not but to she my did knowledge. MGM. She did. Oh, Gwen Stefani has a residency. What? Yeah, at Planet Hollywood. Really? Mm-hmm. Weird. I would see that. Yeah. Does no is no doubt part of it? No, it's Gwen Stefani. Huh. This is fascinating stuff. Who do you wish had a residency? Well, now that you put no doubt in my mind. Because no doubt, I feel like, would be perfect for it. Right? I yeah. would see that all the time. And, of course, Aerosmith now has their residency. Do you think Green is going to have a residency at a casino? Yes. Yeah, I bet. That's weird. <laughs> That's It'd be weird. the perfect fit. They could do a whole... Uh, oh, what was the rock opera called? American Idiot. Yeah, American Idiot. They could do a whole American Idiot residency. That would be very timely. That'd be so dumb. But it would dumb do enough well. to work. It would do well. It would do well. Jesus. Jack, who would you see at a residency that you'd actually enjoy? Oh, man. I don't know. Because by the time they get to residency point, they probably have changed quite a bit. I don't know. Gaga is doing residencies, isn't she? She is. She's doing two different residencies. One's all pop. And then every three pop shows, she does an entirely jazz show. So that... And wow. I think it's fair to say she's not washed up. No. So... I'd see a Flaming Lips residency. That'd be cool. That would be, be cool. Fun. The budget would be there. They're already essentially a Cirque. So. Yeah, that that should. I mean, they're fuck. They're old enough. They're yeah. past the age. I mean, you know what? I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if they never do a residency or if they announced one next year. Is corn? <laughs> oh, well, do they have enough material? Are you kidding me? I mean. Oh, and also clearly Weezer. Oh yeah. yeah. Weezer's ninth uh, album yeah. came out this. Yesterday. Was it the covers album? No. Oh, they the black album. The one album. with uh, TV on the radio dude producing. Uh, I see, I see. Oh, really? C-Tech. Yeah. 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 So no, Weezer and the Pixies touring together. For like the... Forever. Yeah. I don't get it. You don't get it? No. Are you serious? I don't get it. You know who like Rivers' big dude was, right? Like who he like really looked after and all that? Not looked no. after, but like looked up to? It was Cobain. Oh. And who did Cobain really look up to? Fucking Kim Deal and the Pixies. <sighs> and that's all it is. And it totally makes sense. You guys will have to remember, he's like 49, 48. So he's peak Pixies fandom. Yeah. 
Yeah, that does make like sense. Like, he was an undergrad in 1990. Like, well, of course you're going to listen to that stuff. And then, like, that's why they signed to Geffen, because Nirvana was on Geffen. I just don't see the fan bases crossing over whatsoever. I do. I completely... You, it's literally something you could bring dad and kid, mom and kid, and they both, like... A little something for the whole family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what the Pixies Weezer tour is. I haven't been, so... Remember that... Pixies doc where the drummer was real fucked up on painkillers and he wouldn't stop playing that drum loop. That was a fun time. That was a fun time for everybody. Well, there's no winners and every touring musician ends poorly. That is a downer. Except Tom Waits who sort of just Tom Waits faded out. Exception to the rule. Yeah. Not a touring musician. No. So yeah. That's my dream. Show. Yeah. Is he on the bucket list? You've never done it? Yeah, he's the like the, the only one? biggest one on the bucket list. Cody, you got one. Well, now Daft Punk is in my mind. I still haven't seen... I've seen Daft Punk. It's fun. I think that'd be the best. You know what it is. But that doesn't mean I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want to do it again. I'm good. Also, I wasn't messed up. Oh, well. And I don't like, think you need to be. No, you don't need to be. I just want to dance. You could dance. Yeah, but like, you kind of should be messed up. And it should be like... And I saw him in a field. That seems I saw him the Lollapalooza Coachella year. You know what I mean? So like, that's good. Yeah, but it would have been better not in a field. I would like to do an indoor stadium in France or Vegas. <laughs> or Vegas. Like, oh, that's an indoor pyramid. I think we've established. It would be really like when we saw them. Me and a hundred thousand other people. Like the sound was bouncing off of buildings in downtown Chicago. It was great. The weather couldn't have been better. But. It's not like the best sound system ever. And if you're seeing a band in a pyramid made of gag- gadgets, like you want the best sound ever. Mm-hmm. And I know I sound like an asshole right now. But that would have made that experience better. We're like, your, your classic rock stuff, your hip hop group stuff, that's great in a big field. Because mm-hmm. like the sound does not matter as much. But when you're doing bleepity bloop stuff, it's got to be the best. Need, yeah. Which is perfect for casinos. I'll take it. You should. I mean, would Daft Punk even sell out 10 nights at MGM right now? Oh, easily. They haven't played a show in... That's what I'm asking, though. Yeah, they... Or has it passed? I think there's built-up anticipation for something. Is there built-up anticipation for anyone from the late 90s, early aughts at this point that could sell out a residency of 10 dates at MGM National Harbor? So how many seats is that? Uh, if we're doing seated, three thousand. That's three. Let's do not seated. Four thousand a night. Let, okay, so let's do four thousand a night. So a total of forty thousand seats. So you're essentially playing three nights at Verizon or Capital One Arena. Mm-hmm. It, could anybody even do that? Somebody that hasn't like that. There's anticipation about that hasn't really anyone. It could be someone currently touring. It could be something super obvious. Like could Coldplay do it? I'm thinking maybe Radiohead could do it. Could I don't know if Radiohead could do it. Did did the uh, Madison Square Garden show even sell out? Could Robin do it right now? I don't think so. Robin's not selling out everywhere. Oh. Robin sold out GC quickly. And that's 6,600 people. So, like, Robin is a good start. I think Nine Inch Nails might be able to. But based on the fact that they played the Anthem twice and not Capital One Arena once makes me think they can't. Jennifer Lopez? Maybe Jennifer Lopez could do 10. That's a good one. I was thinking more of, like, this sounds really mean, but, like, more natural music. Like, not the pop diva type of thing. Uh-huh. Britney clearly could still do it. Yeah. Britney did your thing. Could, could Christina do 10 nights? I don't think she could. I mean, she sold out, but... It was a one-off, though, right? It was a one-off. I think Gaga could. Yes. Yeah. But Gaga, like, is later. Like, who... Like, I don't think there's anybody. Like, the Daft Punk era. 
I have a weird one. Shoot. Aphex Twin. I think Aphex Twin could maybe... Ten. ten. Would hit the ten. Would sell the ten out. I don't think I could do it. No, he's only done like three or four shows in the last house, and he has so many obsessed fans. I think that if it was not at a casino, I think he could sell like... But that would be the shtick. Exactly. Though. He could headline Coachella. No, he can't. Head- he's playing Coachella. He's like a fifth line actor. Yeah, I think that... Fine, he could headline Pitchfork. He could maybe move 15,000 tickets. Yeah. But okay. he cannot... I don't think Aphex Twin could do a casino like that. It's no. too weird. Yeah, yeah I think you're it's right, too you're weird. Right, you're right, you're right. I'm wondering if anyone in the hip-hop world could do it. I was going to say, like, Kanye, but, like... Because not I feel anymore. like... I think yeah, he could not, still. Not anymore. I'd be... I'd be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if it happened tomorrow. I wouldn't be shocked if he never toured again. I wouldn't be, you know, nothing at this point would shock me with this. That's fair. Okay, if Lil Kim and Foxy Brown and Eve all came together, number one, with, Eve with looks, Missy Elliott. Eve, Ooh, Missy okay, might Missy, be I was going to say Eve might Missy. be able to do it. All right, so there you go, Missy Elliott. That would be an awesome one, but particularly I'd, in DC. Yeah, I think I she think, would succeed. I agree. I think Missy Elliott because I I'd want to go to that. That'd be awesome. I would go to yeah. Yeah, and that seems like a perfect casino show. Yeah, okay, done. We've answered it. The answer is Missy Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the right answer. Yeah, Missy Elliott is the right answer. Coda, I want to thank you for your time today. Absolutely. I would like to play Coda off with Ron Gallo, uh, who is an artist out of Philadelphia that you would know if you like certain types of rock and roll music. Uh, He's getting a lot of buzz in... I feel like such an old asshole right now. He's getting a lot of buzz. He's good. He played the show in Philadelphia a long time ago. Uh, this is actually from Fergie's, which is a not great bar in uh, downtown-ish Philadelphia from December 2014. It's called Young Lady, You're Scaring Me. Thank you, Dakota. Here is Ron right, Gallo. This first one is called Young Lady, You're Scaring Me. Let's get a house, you and me and your 12 cats We'll put mirrors on the ceiling We'll have a bunk bed by the bed You'll line my mattress with nails One for every time something psycho came out of your mouth Your cabin eyes are pretty And your scarlet lips have seen a sales pitch For the circus in your mind Young lady, you're scaring me Shrine dedicated to the prince of the last of your nine lives She waited in the darkest corner all night Until I closed up shop, I turned out the lights Then she begged for me to drive her home I thought about the Kensington Strangler as I was about to say no Park behind the hearse, there's no need Get out and take your purse Young lady, you're scaring me Young lady, you're 
How are you, Esmeralda? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You sound great. Oh, thank you. I'm on, well, one, I'm sure you have a fantastic line, but uh, I'm on a fancy, I mean, it's not fancy, it's just a new phone. <laughs> what kind of phone is it? It's a one plus six. Wow. That means literally no. nothing to me. Right. Ditto. Um, the shine, it's a shiny new phone that works. Uh, what was your day like today? I've been sitting in a room with a man. Um, I actually with a man. A man. I've been sitting in a room with man? Jack. He's the engineer. I do get to talk to the man. Okay, good. So, what has your um, day been like? I actually I started my first day at Instacart. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I actually enjoy it. That's bad because you are actually from radio. You worked on air for years. What happened? Yeah, well, tell radio that. I'm doing that right now. <laughs> Someone hire me. Um, actually, though, I... All right, so it scratches this weird, funny itch in my brain. What is the itch? Of, of, of going to get things. So Instacart, if you don't know what it is. Yes. You, you are, I am an in-store shopper where uh, a thing pops up on an app that says, so-and-so made an order, and then I go get it, and I pay for it with a card that they've given me, and then I put it on a shelf all packed up. But I have to go find the stuff in a supermarket. It's literally supermarket sweep. I guess that's good. That y- I'm glad you enjoy it. I have, like, phone games like this. So it's perfect because <laughs> those phone games don't give me any money. That's true. So good job. And I get to walk around. Do you miss so that's not bad. being on radio every day? Oh, of course. Okay. So you still want to be on radio every day? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to make Instacart my professional You never know. Career. I you could love <laughs> it that much. Nope, I'm good. Okay. You can't. No, there's, I think, not very few things, but there's certain things that it's like, I, I guess you can like that that much, but... Is there any retail job that you could be doing that you think you'd be like 100% fulfilled? Is it possible? It would have to be something that I would be making. Like what? I don't know because I don't make anything. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> when was so I was a woodworker and I had to sell my wood woodings. Have you thought about making woodings, which is a thing that we all say? Woodings? Yeah. Great. Yeah. No, I no, I can't. I can't make stuff. When was the last time you were on it never turns out. terrestrial radio? Uh, a couple months ago. When did we do our live show? We did our live show in December 27th. So, December. Okay. Is that... But yeah. Is this almost. the longest it's been since you've been on air regularly? Wait, right now? Yeah. Since then? Since you've... Since, yeah, since you started doing it like professionally to now that was the longest yeah is it no yeah does it feel like like, a year does it feel like you're giving up something like does it feel like you're quitting smoking i know you don't smoke but you know what i mean is it does it feel like you're losing something here no 
because okay. I am I'm I'm being very lazy and I'm I'm uh I am I'm trying to get together my uh a demo a real a tape that you know has all the the highlights of what I did um and also oh actually too I'm uh, I've dove into voiceover How is properly. That? I'm actually now, I am represented by NV Talent. Great, right? uh, Which is a local, uh, yes, it's a voiceover agency here in Chicago. And I've had a few auditions, but you know, it's not, uh, I, I just started maybe a month ago. Do you think you'll so, enjoy you know, voiceover as much as radio? Yes and no, it depends on what it is. You know, radio, I mean, well, also radio, you know, depending on what you're doing, unless you have a straight-up talk show that you get to pick all the topics, then, yeah, you're going to be real fulfilled. But, you know, I was doing traffic, which is so information-based, and it's whatever. But, I mean, if you really enjoy doing it, I mean, people like, you know, news people love to write news and find all that stuff, mm-hmm. and that's very generic in a sense. And you, you were on WGN, so you were hitting millions of people, and you weren't, I mean, like, there was a handful of shows that, yes, you were just doing the traffic, but for the majority of the shows, you were part of the show. You were, you were part of the lineup. Right. So, right, and those were the fun ones, yeah. And that was the majority of the shows. Yes. Are yeah. you still talking to all those same people? Uh, I am, actually, yeah. So you still have really good relationships with everyone. Oh, absolutely. So what do they say when you guys talk about this stuff? Uh, it stinks that I'm not there anymore. It sure but, does. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's, you know, take away the radio bit, but just getting to work with people that you enjoy. That sometimes such such a, a, a very uh, rare thing. Who do you miss the most? Let's name names. Oh my god! I'm not. Let's not name names because everyone knows everybody there. What? Well, no, I wouldn't say like who I miss the most because I miss I miss so many people. That's the that's the problem. I can't say one. Who? What? What aspect of it do you wish you were doing right now? Um, I can't. You know, honestly, if I when I when I go back into radio. I can say if, when. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not to do traffic. Okay. To do like information-based. Okay. I, I want a show. I want to be on a show. Sure. So I would do talk radio, probably not in the sense that everyone knows of, you know, it's either political leaning or something like that. But, mm-hmm. You know, the kind where you just almost like a wacky morning show, but not wacky in, in the, like, morning zoo way. Something without an agenda or a soundboard full of farts. Exactly. Now, why you do listen you listen to our live shows? Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> why are you against a live show full of farts? What's wrong with you? I mean, they have to be used properly. That's right, they do. I just, I think that you know, every other word and then fart in between. Pretty good, right? <laughs> Pretty you start great. Communicating and farts, you know. Um, did you vote? You were currently is living in Chicago, Illinois, and is was yeah. it like the second lowest turnout ever? Something like that? Uh yeah, it was very low. Was uh you voted low. in the mayoral election. Are you willing to tell us who you voted for? I did. Or well I'll I'll tell you. Uh I voted for Amara. Oh, why Amara? How did Amara and get She did vote? not win. <laughs> she, she did not win. Close. She did not come close. <laughs> it was like an hour after the results. She was like, I'm out. She's like, Oh, all right. Well, that was quick. Cool. <laughs> Why, why Amara? What did, what did Amara do that appealed to you? So uh, people might know her because she had the backing of Chance, mm-hmm. and I think Kanye gave her some money. So actually, even after that, I was like, 
okay. I wasn't that too into her, but I went to a, what are those, like, round table things where they all ask them questions? Mm-hmm. What's that thing? A round table thing where they ask a bunch of questions? Yeah. What are they? So they had all the candidates. Yeah. Um, a candidate and forum. And she... Yes, there you go. Where and was she, it? to me, uh, it was on the northwest side. Okay. Uh, the Copernicus Center. Oh, fancy. But she, honestly, there wasn't, everyone wasn't there, but the big heavy hitters were. Mm-hmm. And she, honestly, to me, any time someone asked her something, she had the most concise, way. she would explain it. And it wasn't this whole thing of like, well, so-and-so did this, and I do this. She just... Straight to the answer. Oh, it's great. It was, yeah, it was, I was like, no, I, okay, yes, that is exactly what I want. So I thought, in that sense, she was fantastic. She was a little cold, I'm I thought. A big fan of cold women. She felt very, like, not happy, not, 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 not happy, but, you know. Yeah. You didn't feel warm. By the way, when, when I you said You know that? what? She was going to be a mayor, and I, do we really, you know, I just need her to run the city. Yeah, when I say uh, I'm not a fan... I am a fan of cold women. Like, I am a huge fan of cold. My boss, to a lot of people, seems very cold. I love my boss. This is not a joke. I like I mean, no-nonsense well, yeah, bullshit. Well, yeah, the same. I'm a very, I'm very much, I give a lot of stink face. Yeah, you to do. To a lot of people yeah, everywhere. Yeah, you do. You get but in trouble. I just, but, but, I, <laughs> but I sometimes just feel like, at least I'm just kind of like, if I ask you a question, it doesn't feel like I'm bothering you. No, but you she don't. Just, yeah, she felt she felt a little cold. But, um, but you know, I still voted for her, so there you go. So the the actual election, because I don't know if a lot of people know this. Right. Uh, if you're listening to this show, you probably do. But if you don't, uh, the Chicago mayoral election, and I think the Chicago elections in general, you need to win fifty plus percent of the vote. Is that right? Fifty plus one. I have no idea. You need to win more than uh, <laughs> more than half, and everyone knew. I think it was like nineteen candidates. You like would that. know more than I. It was I not possible. No it was damn near impossible for a candidate to get. A certain percentage of the vote. So, even oh right, because there is like twenty million exactly. people. Exactly, it split the vote. So even that right now, there's going to be a second election. I think in the end of April, and uh, it's uh, yes. Lori Lightfoot and Tori Preckwinkle. Neither of which, one of which was the favorite when they announced, but one of which was not the favorite. But uh, sometimes aldermen like to do it aldermanic stuff, and it made it real messy for a lot of people. Who do you plan to vote for in the actual election for mayor of Chicago in 2019? So the two mayor, uh, the two mayors. <laughs> Let's just have co-mayors. Co-mayors. Uh, no, it is. Uh, I honestly, I don't know enough. You have time. About I do. I have lots of time. About Lori. Well, wasn't a knock on you. I'm sorry if it came out that way. No, I honestly, I'm such a dummy about politics. I I don't have a clue. I just, I honestly have the time I watch something and then I get angry about it and go, what am I supposed to do? And then people go, you can't do anything. And it's like, well, no, there's a lot you can do. So here's the interesting thing about this. You're not the first person at all to say anything like that on today's marathon, but oh, uh, really? no, not at all. I mean, you're very, very wow. common when it comes to this stuff. Uh, Jack could attest to this. Jack's been on the show the entire time. I think every single person that's brought up politics has been like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just mad a lot. Yeah, basically. And they're like, should burn well, your room? Here's something. I'll be like, how did that happen? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Why are people what? And the reason why I asked what? about this is because yes, you give the outrage and stuff, but you voted in this election. What got you to the polls in February in Chicago? Uh, well, because I wanted to voice my opinion. There you go. That's great. And also, there was there was alderman stuff as well. So, did the alderman you wanted to win win? 
Yes. That's actually. nice. Actually, we um I'm in the 33rd 33rd ward. Okay. And uh Deb Mel was the uh, was it incumbent? Is that what it's called? Mhm. And uh someone else won, Rosanna Rodriguez. And you're happy about that. Yes. That's good. I'm glad. Yes. I I, I wasn't very I don't want to say happy, but I'm not pleased by the way that Deb Mel was put in that position. Like stuff I've read, I'm like, well, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Uh, you've done radio for a very, very long time, and a majority of it was very, very late at night. Do you have any tips for me? I have another four hours, four hours of this, and then it'll be mm-hmm. done, and it'll have been eleven hours. Now, my engineer just started drinking his scotch, which is a bad sign. <laughs> uh, he just got push button. Why is that a bad sign? It's a bad sign because you said it's the liquor that makes you get angry. But, but I, mean, I don't really get angry. All right, we'll see how that turns out. And I'm see, dr- wait, but. Is that anger good radio? No, it's bad radio. It's very bad radio. It's because uh, oh. only because I'm the angry one. We cannot have two angry men. No one likes that. Oh right. That, yes, I, you I know could, that, Esmeralda. Never match your anger, Brandon. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> and uh, Kelsey was kind enough to bring me coffee, so I'm fine in terms of coffee. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there any tips that I should be practicing to to maintain my awareness? I mean, it's honestly things you should have done beforehand. Okay, well, we're way past Probably. that. Yeah, I was going to say, did you get good sleep? I got okay sleep, yeah, but I had a show last have night, you, so it wasn't perfect. Are you eating? Um, I've eaten my second RX bar of the day. Ugh, you should get some actual food. But that's the thing. I don't have any time between segments, and I can't like plan to eat. You can't snack on some almonds? You're the second person to mention almonds. and you're A little, and, a little mixed, mixed nut. And you're not, and I would like to point out, Megan Gailey, who has been on this show, is literally the face of almonds, of blue diamond yes. almonds. This is not wasabi a plug. Wasabi and ginger, I believe. Wasabi and ginger, that's right. Wasabi yep. and ginger, blue diamond almonds, blue diamond Philip almonds. Um, what are you doing tonight? Also, the smokehouse almonds are super good. They taste like bacon. All right, fine. I'll eat some almonds. Uh, what are you doing tonight? Energy. Uh, nothing. Party. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> I'm gonna go work for Instacart again. Uh, are you gonna watch the Michael Jackson documentary "Leaving Neverland"? Oh, where is that? HBO. Well, I don't get HBO. But That's I'm on sure you. I'll find it somewhere. It's probably on Hulu or something. It'll be on everything or well, at some point. Yeah, yeah. Will you still listen to Michael Jackson? I. Oh, that's one of those questions. I haven't been able to answer that for Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like for everybody else, I'm kind of, kind of going, nope. Oh, You're but the fact that, Hey, but the fact that you didn't instantly go with, yeah. I, I honestly, I don't even know what the documentary is about. Uh, you'll find out real soon. Um, cool. There's a, I'm trying to, I'll text you off mic once I play. Never mind. I'll text you off mic. Uh, what's going on about it all. Uh, is there anything you're looking forward to in March in Chicago, Illinois? One of the worst times to be in Chicago, Illinois, because you think it's not going to be cold, but it's still very cold and very miserable. Oh, it's still cold till like May. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, right there. And there's no baseball beef. yet, so it doesn't feel warm. Corned beef. Corned beef. You're just looking forward to corned beef. The idea of corned beef, we got anything specifically in mind? Oh, because St. Uh, Patrick's. Patrick's Day. So there'll be more like around. The fact that you're excited about St. Patrick's Day is very weird to me because Esmeralda and I used well, to work no. in a bar together. The, and Yeah, but just because you can get corned beef more readily. It's more readily available. I get available. that, but at this... Okay, you work... And in, it'll be on sale at the store. Oh, fine. Sales of corned beef. On sale of corned <laughs> beef. 
that is actually a good thing to look forward to. But for somebody that worked in a bar for many years and in radio stations that was literally on Michigan Avenue, that gra- like that was doing like a gravitational pull towards drunk people. The fact that you're yeah, not- but we were. I was high up. So oh, I okay. See them. You didn't see any and of the bad things. And then the bar we worked, they never really came in. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're surviving so and thriving. We, <laughs> we were somehow insulated. By the whole situation. Esmeralda, I'm going to let you go, and we're going to end this uh, episode with one of my favorite performances from a show that you were on. It's Al Scorch's oh. Lost at Sea from our December 2014th show at The Hungry Brain. At the time, oh, wow. it was the last ever show we were going to do at The Hungry Brain, but then oh. not one year later, it reopened under new management of a man that we both like very much. His name is Mike Reed. It was saved. It was saved by Mike Reed. and Rex. Now it's someone else's problem. So this is uh, thank you to Esmeralda, thank you to Coda, and this is Al Scorch with Lost at Sea from December 2014th at the Hungry Brain. When you were lost out on the waters, raging at the height of the storm. I couldn't help but recall a time when we were both just baby boys And the stripes on the road struck by streak of light from the east Shimmered and changed in dawn's glimmering haze from yellow to pink My heart left my chest and the tears came down The same sun shone through the window I thought of a world without you around And I will not lie, my dear friend It was the lonesomest sound And then I picked up the phone And they told me that you had survived And I fell down on the floor And continued to Al Scorch, everybody. Thanks, Brandon. I'll see you soon, Al.